Hey guys, uh, before I, before we start uh, this podcast, I just I just want to tell you guys that uh, we recorded this podcast before the news broke of Jonathan Coachman resigning with WWE, and uh, yeah, so uh, it's gonna be awkward when you listen to to the part where we talk about Jonathan Coachman. Uh, just keep that in mind. We recorded this before Jonathan Coach before the news broke out that Jonathan Coachman had resigned with WWE, and uh, that's why we don't mention it. So the news like literally broke after we stopped recording. So yeah, thanks for listening. Keep that in mind, and uh, we'll see you all. We'll uh, enjoy the episode. Yeah. Hello and welcome to another episode of El Governor the Podcast. I'm Abdullah. I'm Tom. And uh, heads up, guys, there's going to be a lot of talk about Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Super, Dragon Ball Z, because, well, for those that don't know, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, Z, <laughs> Fighters, <laughs> or how, however you say that title, came out this week, and it is... Uh, Probably one of the best fighting games I've played in a long-ass time. Great fighting game. Questionable story mode. Oh, I, 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 I really want to riff on the story, dude. So, um, if, if you guys are not familiar with Dragon Ball, it is like one of the stupidest fucking shows of all time, and yet it is somehow charming in its stupidity. Yeah. The thing is, once you get over the stupidity of Dragon Ball, or the, the stupid antics that go on in Dragon Ball... You will end up loving it. Basically, if you can just switch off your brain for a little bit and enjoy like the stupid, campy humor that is in Dragon Ball, then it has a lot of charm and a lot of um, has a lot of charm and a lot of um, great moments in it. You know, I, I have a. I mean, I'm just gonna straight off the bat. I have a really love hate relationship with Dragon Ball, and yep. <laughs> I say that right now because if you're a fan and you're listening to this understand that I'm going to be very critical of the series and I'm going to be very critical of some aspects and, and yada, yada, yada. And like half this podcast is just going to be me talking about like Dragon Ball. So if you guys aren't into Dragon Ball, then you can skip for like 40 or so minutes because this is going to be really long. I'm sorry. Yeah. We do <laughs> apologize. This is, this is, um, God, where to start with the story? I think my biggest d- disappointment with the story is the fact that it's basically just the same thing but with told from the perspective of three different characters i don't mind that as much um i i do like the fact that the lot of the character if you're a long time dragon ball fan a lot of the character interactions are very good oh, they are I, very I, well I, done hands down my two favorite interactions are well i mean it's it's hard to to point to pinpoint some one or two interactions because honestly any interaction with Yamcha was fucking hilarious. Yeah, and basically how worthless, how pointless his life is, and how, well, everything in general for Yamcha just doesn't go well for him. I, I love the fact, because I haven't been keeping up with Dragon Ball at all, and I like the fact that this is like my first exposure to Dragon Ball media in a long-ass time, because I did not play any other Dragon Ball game previous to this, because I had no interest. Yeah, fair enough. And... I, I had no idea Yamcha had become, like, a comedy character. Oh, yes, he has him Super. He has just come the butt of all jokes. I mean, the, there's a great episode in Super when they do a baseball theme episode, and he actually turns out to be the big hero of that episode because he's the only one on the whole entire team of Universe 7 that has any baseball experience. 
I mean, and I, and I like the fact that that all the interactions between between him and any other character is hilarious, especially with the one with Krillin in the first arc, where he talks about you know not getting married, he wants to get married, but he's like taking his time, and, and it's just Krillin is oh. just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not buying it, buddy. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, be this. Like, he, Krillin's just like, right, I got with someone, I've had a kid already. You on the other hand should have had someone by now, way before I've had been with someone. And uh, and 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 hands down, I will say this right now. I mean, and this is me being uh, honestly another bias of mine is like I'm a huge cell fanboy. As as everyone who knows me knows, I'm a huge huge cell fanboy. And I will say his interactions with everyone are fucking gold because Damien Clark as Perfect Cell is still fucking awesome. Oh god, some of his interactions were amazing. Just him, just talking down to everyone. He didn't, didn't care how powerful they were. He was like, "No, I'm more superior than you. I'm, I am perfect." I, I hands down, but, but I, no, I have a favorite interaction in the game. It's between him, Frieza, and them talking about who wants to fight Goku. And then he's like, <laughs> "Well, didn't didn't you get beat by his son? Wasn't he a kid?" <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah, I remember and, and, that. And, and Goku and and um, what's his face? Cell is like. Well, you know, you lost to him twice, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I beat him. I think one of my favorite ones was um, there was a bit when all the villains meet up with all the heroes. They're on the Capsule Corp um, ship that flies around with Bulma's on it. And basically, Bulma, basically, Cell's threatening to blow them all up and everything like that. And Bulma basically goes straight up to his face and like, go on, do it. I dare you. And you're like, holy shit. <laughs> and basically, Krillin's like, wait. When did she get so brave? And then Goku's like, oh, nah, she's always been like this. I just love those little interaction moments because she said, you blow me up, you're not going to get back to where you were. And and I just love, um, well, I mean, I, you know, Christopher Sambat is just awesome as Piccolo and, and Vegeta and like... Oh, he always is. Oh, God, like... I love the conversation with Piccolo and Gohan and Goku when basically they're talking about um no 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 it was between Tien and Go Gohan and Piccolo and um Tien basically saying saying Piccolo is like um Pan's grandfather and thing like that and then Piccolo, and then Gohan's um Goku's like wow that's amazing that's really good for Piccolo and he's like coming from his his actual grandfather you shouldn't be saying that Goku <laughs> and, and it's I just love, like goes and, 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 and I love and I love, uh, what was it, uh, Frieza's dialogue with Piccolo where he says, oh, well, you know, just because you trained him doesn't mean he's like, you know, he's gonna, you know, just because you trained Gohan doesn't mean like he's worth shit. You know, I beat him. <laughs> but, and go, and, and Piccolo's like, yeah, when he was a kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the character interactions in this game were so well done. Uh, whoever wrote, wrote it knew the characters and got it for I don't know if it was Kim Toyama himself that wrote it. He might have a hand in the writing process, but um I don't think it's Toriyama. I don't think he writes for the anime. I'm not honestly sure, but again, whoever did do the writing for it made the the interactions and the banter between the characters so well. And that's the only positive I have with the story, to be quite honest, because oh, everything oh. else is shit. <laughs> well, I mean, the map layout, when you have to go and travel to places, is generic as hell. It's, it reminds me of a downgraded version of um, Raging Blast, I think it was. Oh, God, it's, yeah, I remember that. You had, like, a map layout and stuff like that. I think that's the one with... Um, they did um, 
was it? Um, they, it was the one that had the the film on it. I can't. I think it was Raging Blast Two, but um, it reminded me of a downgraded version. That you go to all these different places, and for some weird reason, this game decided to take um, uh, notes from Marvel's Clone Saga for some odd reason. Yeah, because they needed you to fight um, generic enemies, and they couldn't think of a generic enemy, so they just like reused like characters. It's like you get to fight repaints. Clone. <laughs> clones, 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 and more clones. You get a clone. You get a clone. You get a clone. And you know what bugs me is the fact that Future Trunks is part of the clones, but you never play as him in any of those modes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's almost after the side. Yeah, if we don't put Trunks in the Future Trunks in the game, people are gonna be mad. Is he gonna be in the story? Nah. Fucking Boo and Gotenks get fucking dialogue and and story and go and Trunks. Nah, fuck him. <laughs> well, I, I think everyone's got fed up with him after the Semios, Semio games or whatever they called the oh, online mods. Yeah, Cineverse, yeah, that, those ones. <laughs> but I don't. I, I mean, it's just like okay, this this happens and then that happens and yay. I and think the problem, all... the, 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 I hated their explanation of oh well, everyone's downgraded powers because of linking because i shit you not their explanation is there's a human soul trapped in one of the characters in each story and that's the reason why they're not at full power because of mysterious waves and shit yeah and do they explain where the waves come from where the clones come from nope All you need to know, it's some evil plan by the Red Ribbon, Ribbon Army. It gone horribly wrong, and and now everyone has to work together to stop these evil waves from destroying the Earth and known resistance that itself points itself apart. And straight away, I find it funny, at the start of the story, Mo, Bob was basically saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to contact Wiss and uh, BS to come down and sort this out for me. And I'm just like... When have they ever got off their asses and actually helped you out with anything? Nope. I think, just I think someone said, said this on Facebook perfectly. Uh, the moral of Dragon Ball Super is basically gods can't do their job, right? No. Oh, God. I remember. What was it? I think it was um, I think it was someone from Team Full Star got their YouTube channel, and they summed up quite well. It's basically saying that the reason why Universe 7 um, more, uh, morality level is so low because the gods can't do their job. Like, Beer basically sleeps all the time and refuses to do favors for anyone. And the Supreme Kai knows nothing about his universe, and he basically let Earth get ramped out of control and they end up having more powerful beings than gods on their planets. And and what pisses me off is like this: this takes place during like the Super Era, so you have like the gods and 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 the Kais and all this other yeah. bullshit, and none of them lift a finger to help. Apparently, (laughs) apparently it takes place after was it Future Trunks and before the World Tournament. Oh, and you'll love this. I mean, while I was praising the the banter, there's one really annoying banter between Frieza and Goku, where he's like, "Hey, Frieza, why don't you turn gold?" And he's like, "Well, why don't you turn Super God?" And he's like, "Oh, well, I forgot." (sighs) You need to buy the DLC. That's what they're hinting at. Wink, wink. And no, they seriously. pretty much, and they pretty much confirmed that Gold Freeze is going to be DLC down the down the line. 
where again, if you pre-order the game, uh, if you pre-order the game before the game came out, you got Super God Blue Goku and Super God Blue Vegeta straight away. Yeah, and that's what I did, and I got them because I'm not unlocking them <laughs> via the game because that is bullshit. <laughs> I mean, it's I mean, it's like, what would you say is your starting free? You would say that characters you would say that you like enjoying using the most. Me? Yeah. Um, Cell, Vegeta, and maybe Goku. Because I, I got used to Goku because I played a lot of him in story. Fair enough. Uh, my starting three that I enjoy playing with the most is Piccolo, Frieza, and Android 18. Oh, Frieza. I, uh, Frieza, I just cannot play Frieza worth a shit. Frieza's just he... a hard character to learn. Yeah, but once you get the, you get learn his movements and stuff, I, I think he's a very good, competent character. 18 is really good, though. 18's a lot... I think the Android Saga is the hardest because you only get, like, two characters. And if you die, then you have to restart the entire fucking map all over again. Instead yeah. of just, like, starting the one fight again. It's just, yeah. why? Like, yeah, that's, like, yeah, the worst annoying. kind of padding ever. Okay, what about this? What about, um, how would, who's these characters? What about, um, Margin Android 21? Um, God, she's, um... Interesting. She's a weird fucking character, even for this series, and that's saying a lot, considering we got... <laughs> what was it? Considering the Majin Buu saga gave us fucking Satan and a fucking imp. And an imp <laughs> wizard. <laughs> she feels like... She feels like a Dr. Slump character. I know. Like, really it, weird, I mean, isn't I it? I mean, it... She... She's a hybrid of all the other previous villains. Like, oh, she's like Cell. She can absorb people, but she has the appearance of a Majin race. I don't know why. Never yeah, explained. I... And her backstory in the fucking androids thing is just confusing as fuck. It's like, oh, no. I used to be human. But then I became an android. Huh? Yeah. I. And I mean, it's like... How can I put this as well? It's that when you... Again, the fan base have taken a very quick liking to her, if you know what I mean. Well, of course. <laughs> oh my god, some of the fan art of her, it's questionable at least. And the actual game does not help. <laughs> no, it's like, the game is just flowing with message stuff that you can create with her. As she goes on, like, her, what was it, her special, she turns someone into a cake and eats them. Yep. Why? Why? Because that's what the Majins do, even though she's not a Majin. She's an android that has the appearance of a Majin. But I, I like how that they incorporated Majin Boo's data and stuff like that into Android 21, though. I thought, yeah, she, she would have appearance of a Majin if they recorded Boo's moves and DNA and stuff like that and put that into the android, you know? And then there's this, speaking of Boo, there's this weird segment where randomly a, a clone of Kid Boo would show up on the map and you can fight him and get a, a random XP. I don't know why this happens, but it does in all stories. 
Yeah, I don't... I mean, there's some very weird stuff in the game, because, like, when you first... The annoying thing is, as well, is that in the story mode, they play it off as, like, oh, we don't know who this is. She seemed like an idiot, a innocent bystander and stuff like that. But then you're like, yeah, but in the advertising, you basically gave away that she is, you know, a margin. <laughs> it's the main antagonist as well. And you're just like, oh, okay, that's um, kind of pointless, but okay. I mean, I will give them credit for actually contacting uh, Toriyama and getting him to design her character. Yeah, that's the one thing I, I was glad about. A lot of the... Um, the, thing, the thing with a lot of the character designs is that Keen Toriyama, he either designs them himself, but he either designs them or he, over, he oversees them. And I think that's the good thing with, with him, is that he does all that when it comes to character designs. And I think... A character science she fits in, personality-wise, is very all over the place, and like I said already, feels feels like a more like a Doctor Slump character than an actual Dragon Ball Super character or C character for that matter. You know, very weird. And and each story is the same, where it's like, oh, you know, it all ends the same, where it's like, oh, a group of fighters come together to fight, you know, Android Twenty One. Yeah, and it's just. Like, it's fine in the Goku story because it's classic Dragon Ball, but I expected the Frieza story to, to at least have them go to space or something, or the planet blow up in the end or something. Yeah. What do I mean? Because what is it? You, you essentially, what is it? You essentially get, get the good guy storyline, which is through Goku. You get the bad guy storyline through Frieza, and then you get the android story through, through the, and well, all the android characters, to be quite frank. Even 17, who was just a fucking assist. That still makes me laugh, though. But that's just this is so good, though. Every single time you try to call someone to come in and basically assist you, no, seventeen comes in and just smacks them away. <laughs> that's that's one of the reasons why I like 18's character. A little bit OP in that department, but it's it works. It helps. I mean, she's a hard character to learn at first, but once you get the hang of her, she's really good. Like, she's yeah. not a character I would recommend for beginners. I mean, you know, her and Wiss, I think, are the two hardest characters to play. Wiss, oh, Wiss is just as wow. <laughs> yeah, Wiss is something else. Hit's quite quite a bizarre one as well, I would say. Oh, Hit is awesome. Like He's I don't, fast. I don't, I don't like, I don't like Super, but I will admit Hit is just a fucking badass in this game. Hit, I've, I will say, out of Super, out out for any casual fan that was like on the fence with Super or just not a big fan of Super, you can't deny. Hit's probably one of the best things that come out of Super so far. Because he's just, he counters everything. And, and I, I love the fact that you can, you can actually do a combo and then, ki- and then combo into his, um, alt. Yeah. Which is a grab move. And you can do insane, you can do like a 100 hit combo out of that if you can time it right. Oh, god, yeah. And he's like one of the best characters. And I would say, yeah, Hit is, Hit would be, I kind of want to get better with Hit, uh, once, um, Probably this weekend I'll probably be playing a mm. lot more and and um, trying to get my uh, yeah. my official squad because so far, like I said, Cell and Vegeta are like my two top top guys. But um, I'm kind of want I kind of want the that third person to to uh, Trunks is another really good character. Trunks yeah, is Trunks just is good. really good. Yeah, you know one character that was really good. I'm quite surprised that was really good though. Was um, Yon um, Really. He's very quick. 
I know! <laughs> Him and Gohan. <laughs> Gohan is really good. Yeah, he's really fast, and basically, if you can time... I mean, he's, this is the thing with Yoncho, is that he's not powerful, but Jesus Christ, if you're good at delivering combos, you're going to be very, very good with him, because he is so quick, and you can pour so many combos with him. Oh, and if you're a, you cheap, if you're a cheap sack of shit, you can just use Ginyu and spam all his fucking assists. Oh, Ginyu is cheap. <laughs> he's a piece of shit. I mean, he was one of the only few characters because um, I think I mentioned this to you, but I managed got to play the game earlier before the beta came out. Cause it was at oh, MCN how broken Comic- was he? The thing was, he wasn't in that version of the game when I played him. Because, um, cause funny enough, after when the Comic Con was done, um, he um, wasn't. He wasn't. He they announced him after it, but now, now since I have played as him, yeah, he's broken. He is so broken. He, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a patch that come out and they're going to try and nerf him. Because because here's how he plays. Like everyone, I I I understand like they wanted to have the other Guinea Force members, but having them all be fucking assists was just insane. Yeah, I mean it's I I would say he plays very similar to Nappa in that sense with the Cybermen, but at least with the Cybermen they're not as overpowering. Yeah, because the Cybermen are just like. Uh, uh, have you played Injustice? Yeah. Um, do you remember Ivy's uh, superpower where she, you know, plants a little plant creature that comes yes, out? Yes, that, that, that's that's pretty much a Cyberman. Yes. And that's fine, but but with him, it's like he has a little green shit come out and, and he can freeze you. I'm not kidding. Uh-huh. He can do that. He can like call an assist and freeze you right there, and then combo into a, and then just rush you with a combo. Or he can have like the two other guys come out and 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 um, take take, uh, take 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 full screen and just like you can't jump because they're just throwing fireballs and shit at you. you gotta it's kick your insane. ass. Insane! It's insane yeah. how fucking broken he is. I mean, he's the only bad character in the game. I would say. I mean, Beerus is quite good as well. Beerus is hard to learn. I would say. Yeah. He's probably the hardest character. Another hard character is, is Kid Boo. Kid Boo is just holy shit. <laughs> he's very saney to use. Yeah, he's he's really hard. Um, another character I'm really shocked was really good was Gotenks. 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 Yeah, he was good. I mean, he's he's kind of cheap in in some cases, but meh, it's Gotenks. When is he not cheap? <laughs> da 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 da. Hey, Gotenks. I still I still call bullshit at the fact that Gotenks managed to go Super Saiyan three before um before Vegeta. That is a load of horse shit. They actually made a joke about that in Super though, which I do like because um was it when in the future Trunks arc? It's quite late on. Basically, he says, "Oh, when are you going to teach me how to go Super Free?" He went, "Super Free? Are you nuts?" Sort of thing. Basically, he basically Super Free is beneath me now or something like that. Because when you think about it, with Super with Super um, Super Saiyan Three, it drains a lot of energy, <laughs> a lot of energy for Goku to use it. So I can understand why Vegeta be like, "Yeah, I'm not going to use that. Why? Because it's just going to take up way too much energy, and it's kind of pointless now since I am a Super Saiyan God." <laughs> I mean, I, I I do think um, Piccolo is another really good character to use. I think I, oh. I've grown to really like him. Oh, Piccolo's always been one of my 
he's always been my favorite character when it comes to these Dragon Ball C games. And again, he, I, he, I always like playing as him, and he's really good in this game as well. But Vegeta's a beast. Vegeta's just, oh, Vegeta's awesome. Vegeta's yeah. just really fun to play as. He has a lot of good rush, uh, rush move, and very powerful hitter as well. If you can connect with his big bang attack and stuff like that, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah, he's really good, and and again, like. I, I rarely get nostalgic for a lot of shit, but playing the game and listening to the Funimation cast again, God, that brings back so much memories. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a shame that the story mode isn't better, but again, you know, it, the character interaction makes up for, for the large majority of it, you know. At least I can say the story mode's better than Marvel vs. Capcom Infinium. Oh god! And I've played that. It is something. <laughs> it is basically what would happen if someone gave Tommy Wiseau a budget and told him to direct and write a Marvel property. Yeah, kind of is. But uh, it, it it did. I remember I saw your comment on social media where you went, "Oh wow, Dragon Ball C Fighter story mode." It like reading fan fiction, and I basically went. The only thing was, I saw that comment. When I just started playing the game, and when I when I was sitting down playing it, I went, "Oh my god, it is like fan fiction." Some of the stuff are coming. Out. Some of the dialogue is a little bit on that territory of fan fiction sort of thing because there's a lot of moments in it why the banter and the interaction with the characters are really good. There is some moments when they do address it where, "Oh, this is Cell. This is the guy we fought back that many years ago. The android by the Red Ribbon Army." There's like a lot of explanation, like. They try to fill you in if you never played these games before, you know, or you never seen Dragon Ball before. They try to explain to you who these characters are, and who I, they, I are, the they are, what they And I love the fact that Android Twenty One, like when they rescue her for the first time, and she's explaining, like, "Oh, the Red Ribbon, Red Ribbon Army is responsible for this." And I'm like, "Is no one going to point out that she has a fucking Red Ribbon Army logo on her fucking jacket?" Yeah. <laughs> is no one going to point that out? Nope. Okay. And also, all the guys here, you were there when the Red Room Army originally was causing shit. <laughs> and, for those uh, that, and for those who aren't familiar with the series, the Red Ribbon Army was basically the Nazis of uh, Dragon Ball. Oh, God, I got into a... De- right, I, I'm going on a little little tangent here. <laughs> I, was on another, I was on another podcast, right? And we were talking about the story mode, right? We were talking about the game, and basically, we are talking about the Red Ribbon Army, and basically, I made a comparison, basically, where... They are essentially a interpreted version of Nazis, and he's like, and then the guy, the guy I knew basically was saying that, oh, how are they Nazi? I'm like, why would someone use Nazi? And I basically said, well, it's not like any franchise taking influence for it. Star Wars, Lion King, <laughs> the Daleks, yeah. But basically, I, I basically just pointed out the same. They are an interpretation for Nazis. I mean, the, the Red Ring are Earth. there if you watch the original Dragon yeah. Ball. I mean, I mean, his argument was, he went, how they can be Nazis? I went, what do you mean? The leader was General Black. And I'm like, and? <laughs> it's just because they take in expressions from Nazis and references from Nazism doesn't mean they have to follow everything by the T. And think about it, like, they were one of the enemies that they, they're the only enemies in Dragon Ball, in the Dragon Ball franchise that are an, an army, like a yeah. literal military faction with research That's... labs where they conduct 
fucked up experiments and try sound to con- familiar <laughs> and try to conquer the world and killed anyone that stood in their way and didn't agree with their ideologies or their methods and uh, enslaved people and you enslaved can't, people and you can't tell me that uh dr Giro wasn't like an old um nazi in, in that in the old series but i mean again doctor yeah in dragon ball yeah it was one of those weird things as well when uh what was it i'm I mentioned I mentioned it to someone recently because they started someone I know just started watching Dragon Ball and stuff like that Dragon Ball Z and he said he said is it worth going back and watching Dragon Ball where I went you can if you want to and um, he said oh, I would be kind of interested I, I want to go back and watch the Red Ribbon stuff and I went oh why is that he went I get to see Doctor Shirode and stuff like that and find out where he originally came from I'm like yeah Doctor Shirode's not in it not in Dragon Ball <laughs> that's a that's a huge retcon. <laughs> Dragon Ball C. Zane was there the whole time, but you don't see him or you don't hear any mention of him at all. Ah, remember me, Goku? It was me. I I was in the Red Ribbon Army. Not really. I don't remember you. (laughs) But we redconned that shit, my dear boy. (laughs) Again, the Red Ribbon's original, well, General Red's original work was it. Commander Red's original plan was you ludicrous where once you found once general black found out what his plan was do you remember what his plan was i i have not watched dragon ball in years oh god i'm gonna remind you then the gather the dragon ball so he can wish to be taller oh god. <laughs> and general black say are you kidding me and then he shoots and then he shoots commander red in the head and he takes over red Ribbon army well because Again, most people don't remember this, but the original Dragon Ball was a gag manga. Yeah. And so was the anime. And then mm-hmm. uh, and then Toriyama had an idea for an action shonen series, and he's like, well, you know, I don't want to create anything new. Let's just take the characters from Dragon Ball and just, you know, see what they're up to years later. And he did. And it worked. <laughs> it became a huge success. I still think one of my favorite... Um, I, I I will say hands down my favorite design char- character wise is Cell because uh, all, his design is perfect I I think because you look at his like his original like imperfect design and it's all like uh, a mixture between like a frog and and a reptile and and a bug did did you hear originally that was supposed to be his perfect perfect form oh god <laughs> no no seriously the editors actually saw it and told him no go back and make a third one. Yeah, <laughs> but I but I like the fact because like you know you look at his, his his original form and it looks like shit and it looks like you know he's lanky and 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 very like reptilian in appearance but then and then you look at his second form where you know he starts to get like a handsome face but it looks uncanny because you know the giant lips yeah <laughs> it looks uncanny and then you get perfect cell which again is such a great design because it takes the elements of the per- the first and second um design and makes them really work uh, stand out because it just looks great i mean he's handsome he's you know well built you know he don't no longer has a tail you know it it looks really really good and i would say that he's the perfect character for he's the per- perfect antagonist and be, and 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 I still to this day do not understand how Frieza's more popular than he is. Again, I I might be slightly guilty for that because I prefer Frieza over Cell, but that's just me. God, really? Why? <laughs> I just like his character more. 
I mean, it's not to say I don't like Cell. I just, I just prefer Freezer. That's just, just, just my preference. I will say, I, I mean, I, and, and I love the fact that Freezer's entire inspiration was something from uh, Toriyama's Nightmares. Oh, God. I heard as well, apparently, one of the other influences was apparently at the time, there was a bunch of, like, housing market loan sharks at the time, around the time when he originally wrote it, and he based it off, off a loan shark. <laughs> no, seriously, that was one of the influences for it. I remember the dream was one of them. Apparently, he based it off a housing loan shark person who was trying to cripple people who were trying to cripple the economy. And I'm like, now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, Freezer is kind of that person. He basically go to the planets, take them over, and then redevelops it, and then sells it on to the next person at a really high extortionary price. Well, yeah, I mean, he did, he is irresponsible for eliminating entire... <laughs> now, I, now I'm picturing, like, uh, uh, Vegeta saying, you, you, you committed genocide to sell condos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, pretty much. Oh my god, he said, yes, it was very beautiful as well. Yeah. Frieza condo salesman. <laughs> I just want to. I, I just literally want want Vegeta to go back to where Planet Vegeta was. Where this is where he just turned away. What the hell? And just the old planet just filled with condos. Say Planet Frieza. Planet Frieza like sixty nine or something like that. Stupid. Oh god! Now I want to see that. Now that's my head cannon. Now Frieza's just like a fucking real estate <laughs> mogul who wants to buy land. But the Saiyans won't sell me the land, so I need, so I need the Dragon Balls. I so just fuck it. They're not gonna sell me the land. Let's just exterminate them. What? Mass genocide. No, 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 no. I mean, the land's gonna be fine, but like the Saiyans are all gonna be dead. So you know, and if, if everyone's dead, then they're not. Then like the planet's ours. We can build fucking condos and. Shit. <laughs> I, I think I think about the title of the episode, um, Frieza Condo Business. Frieza Condo Salesman. <laughs> Better, I, now I want to see an alternative universe where Frieza's a condo salesman and then you look at, like, you remember Shots of the City and shit where you, like, see ads and stuff? I want to see a billboard of Frieza, like, smiling with a shit-eating grin saying, Better call Frieza for... <laughs> Better call Frieza. Our house prices are great. <laughs> oh god, Frieza! Not, not that's my headcan. He's a fucking real estate salesman who commit genocide to get land. <laughs> yeah, real estate salesman. <laughs> so wait, okay, right, real estate salesman. Okay, so let's work out Frieza's corporation then so freezer essentially is the ceo of the business that would make the ginyu force his top salesman well no he had like those two other guys before them what was oh no no oh oh, um dodoyo and sarbon they they, they're middle management well they're dead so someone has to and 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 ginyu and napa uh, ginyu and napa are like trying to get those positions because (laughs) 
the junior for the whole junior force essentially the top salesman of the group and i would say vegeta radis and napa essentially like the lower teal salesman basically everyone looks down on and takes the piss off and i think cooler cooler like here's here's the big twist guys i'm about to blow your mind cooler didn't want revenge over frieza's death cooler wanted revenge because with frieza dead um, his, uh, he wasn't gonna get that promotion. Cause Frieza was like, you know, once we take over Namek, you know, we're, we're gonna, I'm gonna give you that promotion. He's like, okay, okay, I'll, you know, I'll wait it out. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll sell as many condos as you want, but I'm gonna get that fucking promotion. And then he died, and then he's like, well, you know, seeing as he's dead, um, yeah, we're not gonna give you that promotion. So, yeah. <laughs> And then he got pissed. <laughs> so basically, he just grabbed a few of his work buddies and we're like, fuck it, we're going to get crunk on Earth and we're going to kick the shit out of the guy to kill my brother. And I love the... I mean, well, Frieza does come back as a cyborg in the future, but his dad is like, okay, you know, I'm only bringing you back because I hope to God you'll stop with this fucking business bullshit. I want you to go into, 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 um, why can't you get like a a normal hobby? But he's like, dad, look, you know, I, I've built an entire fucking empire out of, out of, out of selling condos. And if you don't like that, then, you know, fuck you. Why can't you be a landscape guard, gardener like like I was or something like that? You can build lovely patios, balconies, decos. Dad, don't don't bring in, bring in the big bucks. God, and and like all I if if you guys have watched like Archer and and you um you've uh you you know you're familiar with the character Barry. I would like to imagine like uh, Frieza comes back as a cyborg similar to Barry. Oh. <laughs> That's God. Isn't that right, other Frieza? <laughs> oh god, I'm, I'm I'm loving this. I mean, like this is like better than the actual canon because I'm loving it. Like, and it's kind of weird because, like, well, well, okay, Return of Cooler. That wasn't the real Cooler. That was like an AI made to to um act like Cooler. Yeah. So, just out of curiosity, so Beerus was the one that ordered Freezer to destroy Vichy- Planet Vegeta. So, does that make him like an investor or something like that? Honestly, I, I think he just—I think he just did it for shits and giggles because he's like, well, you know, I, I don't—I don't like—I don't like that planet. So, I, I don't know why, but I just imagine Beerus basically as, as Marvin the Master saying, "I don't like that planet Vegeta blocking my view of Venus. To go and destroy it." Or do something, build condos or something. I don't like it. It's it's it's, it's an eyesore on that part of the galaxy. Only if you invest in our business. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Which which package do you want me to buy? Oh, which one are you being most suitable to you? We got a free year. We got a lifetime care plan where we can cut cut the filthy monkeys in the ribbons. <laughs> or we got the extermination package, which comes all inclusive, and also you get a, you you get a speedboat for it as well. Why would I need a speedboat? I don't know. People like speedboats. I just love this because because this is like this is our Frieza now. This is canon. Like Frieza is just a fucking real estate salesman who will just fucking kill everyone just to sell condos. Oh my god! I don't know why, but I'm picturing like first form Frieza more than final form Frieza doing this. But yeah. Oh um, 
if if they ever i i know it's like fun funimation and whatnot but if like they ever get if they ever do another movie and they get like big hollywood stars i would love to see bob uh odin kirk voice race. <laughs> oh god yeah <laughs> just a slimy piece of shit salesman trying to sell you Anyway, <laughs> should we move on? Move from one crooked businessman to another crooked businessman? Well, questionable businessman. This is the XFL. I am Vince McMahon. Whoa, I'm gonna build businesses. Whoa, I'm gonna capitalize on the wrestling industry. Whoa, I'm gonna go in the football now. Again, Grr. yep. Wow. For those that don't know, it has officially been announced that the XFL is coming back for 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 the twenty twelve for the twenty twenty season. No, I'm oh, not boy. making this up. No, this is not an April Fools. No, this is not an episode of Black Mirror. This is real. I was not. I was surprised that it's happened, but at the same time, I wasn't surprised because there was a lot of hype and talk about the FFL last year. And a lot of interest peaked up about it, rumor-wise. And, yeah, it's back. I think it's cool that it's back. And apparently they're going to take two years to get it off the ground this time. I just hope it's not as bad as the original XFL was. Or, um, was it, World Body Federation? Was the other business? Oh, yeah, Gary Stridham. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, stuff like that. And it's just like... Mm-hmm. Again, the XFL <laughs> failed because it didn't make any money, and um, well, I mean, he I, had he had like two business ventures at the time. It was the XFL and a restaurant in New York Times Square, both of did. which flopped. <laughs> yeah, but even though they constantly keep going back to that Hard Rock Cafe to, to promote stuff, even though they still do it now. I mean, I can't understand. I mean, the the, the here's the thing, though. I understand the restaurant in Times Square. I mean, Times Square is like the go-to place in New York for tourists and whatnot. And I understand like everyone wants to have their business there. But I think it failed because putting putting a themed restaurant in Times Square of all places is just bad. Is just bad business because people want people. Um, People who go to restaurants don't go to um, restaurants for themes. They go there for the food. That is true. And uh, someone should have told Vince that. Yeah. But i got to get back to the XFL. I think it's cool that it's kind of back, but at the same time, it's like... It, did you watch the live stream when it got announced that it was coming back? No, I did not. Oh, God. Some of the questions some of the news reporters were asking him about about stuff was going on and Vince was being very vague and asked we he's right repeating himself he's like I want it to be about football and apparently he wants shorter game time so instead of a three hour FFL game he wants the XFL to be like two hour game he wanted it to be faster pace um apparently it got uh, a political very quickly on with people asking him questions about um about standing up for the national anthem and stuff like that oh Jesus are you still talking about that no, 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 they are. They brought it up, and basically, he 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 bluntly said, Vince bluntly said, he went, "Well, it's a, a natural past pastime for our nation for any sporting events that we do stuff like that." I believe, yes, I am going to enforce the players. So we'll have to stand, have to rise during the national anthem. I'm like, oh god, this is gonna, 
I, I don't know. I, apparently he said... I, 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 I don't want to get into politics on this show, but I will say this. It, it's stupid either way. I, I really don't care. <laughs> like, e- either yeah. way. Like, I don't care. Yeah. He said as well, any, country, any state is welcome to join the XFL, but he said he primarily is going to look for states that have the facilities to, to host games and stuff like that already, even if it means... Um, converting a baseball stadium into a football stadium for like for a few games and also apparently he said he's not going to be the front runner of the company vince said he basically he's going to sit back and basically let people run it for him okay then why bring it back then because i think he just want to make a profit off it like I and, and, so, and I know why he's doing this because like uh, espn did a documentary last year about the xfl and it did really well and I guarantee you, after they were done filming that, Vince had, like, someone, he had, like, the idea of bringing it back. Apparently, he said he, he had it back for a while, because someone did ask him a question about that documentary, and he said, apparently, he said it wasn't in his mind before that he wanted to bring it back. But, and also, people asked him, oh, you bring it back because of the staggering numbers of the viewership in the NFL, um, or, the buy rates. Apparently, have you heard about about you uh, NFL viewership has gone down? Yeah, yeah, it, it has. Yeah, and, and, and 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 I said this on Twitter. I think, like all joking aside, you know, we'll, we'll joke about the XFL all we want. But I will say, I, I admire Vince for still being ballsy enough to compete with the NFL. Yeah. And and crazy enough, and cra- and and oddly enough, this time he actually has it. He has a legit chance of doing that because. Well, look at them. Like yeah. their, their viewership is down. Their quality of their games have gotten has gotten shittier. You know, there's the he's, whole concussion controversy that they're still to this day refusing oh, to address. Oh God, he he addressed that, and he basically said, "I'm going to make the game safer for players by bringing in medical ex- experts and trying to find ways that we can make the game safer for players." And one of them, he said, one of them is to have the games be shorter, not be three hours long. We're gonna. We're gonna condense them down to two hours. I mean, I'm I'm gonna get serious here. I'm, I mean, like I said, all jokes aside, if he seriously is serious about this and he wants to make this work, he shouldn't make the mistakes he did last time. And the thing that the problem that he had last time with the XFL was he tried to do what he did to pro wrestling with football, and that does not work. Yeah, I mean, he he said. Because a lot of people did ask some questions as well during the press conference. Uh, will this have any relation with WWE? And he basically said, no, Alpha Entertainment is a separate entity from the WWE. And this, the XFL will have no correlation with the WWE and will have no crossovers whatsoever. Good. Because that, um, that is one of the things that really killed them. Like getting... Yeah. Like getting people, I mean, I, I, under, I mean, I don't, I mean, I, I, I don't get the appeal. And this is they did this. They, they legit did this. Go back and try to find footage of the original XFL. They would have people come out and cut promos on the NFL and talk about how shitty they are, and and they would have the Rock come out and cut a promo. And it's like, who is this for? It's and not for you... wrestling fans because wrestling fans aren't going to watch a fucking three-hour show. Uh, they're not going to watch like a football show just to watch, you know, the fucking because the rocks on it, you know. No. 
and also what is it? You the commentators were wrestling commentators as well. What is it? It was. Very, um, I, I didn't. I didn't mind that because I don't mind. I I didn't mind that because you know Jr. is you know, he actually is a sports commentator. <laughs> so. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, I'd be kind of curious because um, what was it? Um, Jonathan Coachman has been making semi appearances with WWE again now part time, and he has worked for ESPN. Do you think they might get him as, as a commentator for, for some of the games? Maybe. I mean, he was in the original XFL. I mean, he would come out and cut really dumb promos and skits, and it's just... Yeah, but but what I mean, like, actually being a commentator during the game, you know... I mean, yeah, yeah, and... because they need, like, legit sports talent, and, and I mean, no offense, yeah, and... to, no offense to JR and King, but, like, you kind of need actual sports <laughs> sports people to do this, because, you yeah. know, the people who aren't involved in wrestling. And like, and like I said, John McCoachman, he has had commentary experience working WWE, but he also has worked for the ESPN as well, you know. Well, that's his current job now. I think he's no longer with them now, so he's a free agent. That's that's why I'm saying they might get him. Yeah, they might as well. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they already have him, like, signed on, on a Legends contract or something like that. Well, I mean, he did make an appearance at, was it, Rules 20... Was it 25-year anniversary? He, he did appear on that. He did appear on, like, another Raw uh, here and there. He did, like, a couple pre-shows as well, so, you know. And he did, uh, what is it, some network stuff as well? Yeah. So, yeah, they, they can easily... I, I know he said he's going to have no crossover, but maybe if he wants to make that jump over just doing the FX, XFL stuff, he's a... Yeah, I mean, they, they can they can get away with him because, like, no, not a lot of people remember who Jonathan Cushman was or his tenure with with the WWE, so they're fine with him, and they know, and most people know him from from ESPN than than they do um, than they do wrestling. And weirdly enough, like every time they tried to, like, have you noticed, like, every time they get like wrestlers to come on to come on ESPN, they always get him to interview them. Yeah, yeah, because he, he he worked in that environment and he knew how to speak to him, you know. So you know they have a good relationship there. So you know, I mean, if if they're serious about that, then get him. I mean, and if they're serious about, um, I mean, if he's serious about this, like I said, he, and if he's like real legit serious and he wants this to be like a legit football thing and not fucking pro wrestling with football, then. Uh, you better get some talent scouts, and you better send them to colleges, cause uh, they need to scout out talent. Yeah, well, he said he's going to get a bunch of people to do this for him, so it'd be interesting. I mean, uh, anyway, I'm currently on the X, um, XFL um, website, and basically there are questions on there. Apparently, um, when you go to the FAQ section, there are a bunch of questions there. The one that everyone's saying that um, um, have the team nicknames been um, determined. So basically, they say no. None of the team nicknames have been determined. But one of the questions that was asked him during the press conference: Are teams going to have custom-made names on on their jerseys? Oh God, I hope not. <laughs> well, you remember the most famous one being saying he hates me or something like that. Yeah, he, he hates me. And who yeah. is he? The Rock? Yeah, who? Vince? Yeah. No one knows. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, apparently. I mean, the yeah. th the thing about that is like he actually did offer them like uh, nicknames and shit, but all the but all the players said, "Oh no, no, I'll just have my my regular name, thanks." Except that one fucking douchebag who had like he hate me on his fucking <laughs> on his fucking jersey, and it's like, why, yeah. why? <laughs> yeah, and also he did talk about saying 
XFL, the original interpretation of it was a failure, but over 100 of the players in that league went on to different football leagues and actually became quite famous and actually did quite well for themselves. Well, yeah, and, and the thing is, yeah. like, believe it or not, like, the XFL did stuff that the NFL didn't do at the time. They did the quick camera cuts that the NFL is doing now. They did the this... over-the-head stadium shots that the NFL is doing now. So it wasn't, like, a complete total failure. Well, but the thing is, it's like it was such a big money waster because no one was interested in that. And and it was at the time when it was like 2001 and the NFL was really hot back then. Yeah. And it was crazy to even think about competing with them. Yeah. And, and the thing is with them as well is that I'm more interested in because I'm really surprised no one asked me to say what some of the creative influences that are you going to bring with the new XFL called the original interpretation of it did brought a lot of stuff to the table and like like you mentioned with basically it did have the quick cuts the side camera stuff the spider cam and stuff like that over the pitch and stuff like that, and backstage and backstage in the players locker rooms and stuff like that it at the xfl did all that and a lot of other football leagues copied that after the xfl went away yeah yeah and and, and i think like yeah, we. Ju- I mean, I I see a lot of people saying, "Oh, it's gonna fail, it's gonna fail, it's gonna fail." I I don't think it is gonna fail because looking at the NFL now, and and they set out a memo recently saying, to, telling players be you know, be 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 worried about twenty twenty one because there may be a lockout in twenty twenty one. So if, if and if that happens, they're fucked. If that happens yeah. and the NFL and the XFL is still around during that time, they're fucked. So, a, so, I, I, and I think here's the thing: I, I, Vince is not an idiot. Like I know a lot of people like to believe he is, but he isn't. He would not announce this if he if he wasn't confident that it would work. He would yeah. not announce this if he wasn't confident that it would it would it would not it would work. Yeah, because, like I said, looking at the NFL now and all the trouble they're in and how their product has been stagnating, especially with the controversy with with you know that whole kneeling thing. Yeah, the, this is the perfect time for him to come back and and give them legit competition. And you know they they joke now, but honestly, this should this should this is a big game changer because this is the you know Vince is the only guy standing up to the NFL saying okay I'm gonna compete with them again yeah. and I'm not gonna make the same mistakes I did last time I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like he said it's coming in 2020 so two years from now we'll know if this thing is a failure or not yeah what I mean Vince Martin basically I'm gonna quote him here this is what he said during the preference so the new XFL will kick off in 2020 and quite frankly. We give the game of football back to the fans. So essentially, he wants to take politics out of it. That's one thing he. That's one of his mission statements. I want to take politics out of football. I just want to create a product that is football. People can come enjoy American football. And and I think, and I kind of, and to this day, I mean, I know this is an unpopular opinion, but I kind of want. An alternative to the NFL because the NFL over the years has just become a fucking scummy organization, especially with the concussion bullshit and the fact that they're constantly ignoring that. They're still ignoring it. Yeah, and it's just really disgusting and and they just treat their players like meat. 
like they treat them like fucking literal human walking piles of meat. They don't care if they get injured or not. They're not going to pay for any of their expenses or any of their health insurance. Fuck them. And, yeah. and I, and, and if Vince is serious about this whole thing and he wants to make it better, create a football league that care, actually gives a shit about its players. And, and I'll guarantee you, if he does that, more people will, will sign with the NXF, with the XFL. I guarantee yeah. you. No, I mean, he invested, was he? Apparently, they said he invested 100 million WWE stock shares into this company, so into this business venture. So it's going to be interesting to see how it's going to go. And he said he's going to be very hands-off on it as well. So he's going to be overseeing it in the sense of financial point of view and funding it and stuff like that. But he's getting people to come in and run it for him, and, which is very I... unlike Vince. Very unlike Vince. And um, because he knows that the, the one of the biggest problems he did with the original XFL was the the fact that he overlooked everything, and because he overlooked everything, he's Vince. You know, he he made it like, oh, we need more promos, we need more pyro, we need more fucking backstage skits and shit, and yeah. that's what and that's what turned people off the product because it's like no one wants to watch a football show and then they cut to a fucking backstage kit with Vincent and a cameraman. I just hope that, because this is the thing I can't stand about watching watching an NFL football game on TV. Is that every single time when there's a foul, there's a foul, there's a reposition, there's a kick, anything, they cut to a commercial break. Oh god, yeah, that's really annoying. It, does my head in and I mean I tried watching the Super Bowl oh, which one here on Sky Sports I think it was the last one with the with Boston and um, the Patriots yeah the yeah the Patriots and um, oh god it was the other team I don't remember I think it was the Cowboys or something like that I can't remember but I tried watching it but every single time because here in the UK we have a limit on commercial breaks and I'm actually quite happy with the UK on, on that aspect. So when it comes to our TV licensing, oh, uh, if you if you if you guys are if you guys are in the UK and you're not watching like little SmackDown or Raw, you're doing yourselves a, a massive misfortune because they don't cut to commercials <laughs> with those as much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because remember, what is it? I was trying to watch WWE in in America, and it's they cut to commercials so many times. It is unbearable. And I hate it. I same, really same here. It. When when they when they broadcast Raw live here, uh, they cut to commercial, opening commercial, opening commercial, opening segment commercial. It's like goddamn. Let me just watch it. Yeah, I know. So, uh, I don't think that the, that the XFL is gonna like um, do less commercials because they're. Sadly, going to have to be obligated to 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 to, to give in like commercial yeah. time. So, but it's but it's going to be interesting. He said it's going to only going to be two hours long. So, how many commercials are going to be then? They can't be that many because that's the length of a SmackDown episode. Yeah, pretty much. So, I'm um, just to see how that how that goes. And it's interesting as well. I read their their press statement uh, when they announced this. Um, they did say that the new XFL is going to be more family friendly. So I don't know what that means. That could be mean, mean anything. Yeah. But, but again, that's Vince's motto, to be honest, quite frankly, in the last few years. It's family-friendly entertainment. 
and it's worked out for him. So, you know, if he's serious about this, then, you know, I, I wish him the best of luck. I mean, you know, I know a lot of people joke about this and, oh, it's going to be a failure. It's going to be a failure. But, I mean, think about it. I mean, if, if, if it was going to be a failure, he wouldn't have announced this. And if it was going to be a failure, he would have just, like, said, okay, we're going to do this, like, next season in August. And it's like, that, that would have killed him if they did that this year. That would have I mean, fucking killed them dead in the ground. Like I said, they're taking their time and they're waiting to see how this is going to go. Please sake, I signed up to their mailing service to, to see how it's going to go. Oh, you fucking Mark. <laughs> I know, right? I am so bad. One reason why I'm actually curious to see what I get from their mailing service and what does it say. Because they did ask a question. They say, are you going to go to the UK and national markets and stuff? And he went, yeah, we are going to look into how to do it. And also as well, we have proven with the WWE that we can go digital on digital platform. So maybe outside the United States, we can find a digital platform for it to go on. Because the WWE Network, no one expected that to be a, as, a, as, a, as a huge success as, as it was. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not making the numbers they want to, but it is making enough to be profitable. And vice to say, it is making they are making money from it. Not as much as they want to, but they're making money. And and like I, and I and I said this like before to a lot of people. I think and to people to to this day don't get it. Um, the reason why television is in the state it's in now is because streaming is the future. Streaming is where it's going to go, and I know it sucks that um, that that you can't, that you guys can't afford. Um, that no one can really afford um, all these streaming services, but this is the way of the future. Yeah, I mean, television is dead. Like, and streaming is is the future because everyone knows, like, everyone streams shit now. And also, WWE actually does some very good packages. Like, again, I'm, it sounds like I'm promoting it, but this isn't a promotion. But um, today they sent me a promotion well a few days ago that I can have the next three months for only 99p if I sign re, re-sub-sign now and I did so basically up to April I got WWE for, for 99p that's a really good deal and imagine how many people would sign on to do that I will like, say I, I will say they, they know how to market their network better than fucking Netflix does I'll tell you that right now <laughs> mm, well yeah <laughs> Netflix is just Awful with their pricing. Just fucking awful. They keep... I've heard at the moment they keep increasing their prices. Yeah, it's getting worse. Again, I have, I have, I have an experience that. I know in America it's got really bad. Yeah. As of late. Yeah, it's like... It's like 10... It's like 10... I'm, all, I'm only paying like 10... 10... Um, 10 US dollars for... For for like two screens. And, 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 and if you want like more screens, you have to pay like 20 or so. And it's just like... Ugh. It's just Darn weird. it. It's 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 really getting awful because it's like what if I because because when they say two screens it means like only two devices so I'm only watching it on my laptop so I you know <laughs> and that's the way the cookie crumbles so if I if I use like another device to to um to to stream to use their service then that's gonna count for that and if I want another one then gotta pay extra. <clears throat> Grab your wallets, open it up. 
is money. And if you want, you know, 4K resolution, then you get to pay extra as well. <laughs> Again, I don't have a 4K TV, so I don't bother. <laughs> yeah, same. I'm just paying for the regular HD. Yay. Because fuck 4K. I don't need 4K. <laughs> and speaking of stuff I don't need... Oh, God. Uh, final topic for the night. Nintendo Libo. Oh, boy. Where to start with this? Where to start? Uh, first of all, I know this came, I know this is old news, and I know this, this, the whole thing was like a big, uh, big deal last week, but, um, I did not care enough to talk about it last week, but this week, seeing as like, seeing as I didn't want to talk about Disney and, and Fox and all this other shit again for the third time, let's talk about Libo. I just I don't know what the, what the make of it. Basically, they're literally selling you cardboard. But you I don't. But Nintendo. you don't get it, Tom. They're selling you cardboard with a game in it. I don't care. Why on? I hate Nintendo for this. You're selling cardboard to people, and you know what really fucks me off? I got a mate who agrees with their business practice that they're doing this, and you know what? I'm more annoyed at the fact that. Nintendo are winning people over by showing cardboard. Fucking cardboard. I mean, yeah, say say what you will about um say what you will about VR and how pointless it is, but you know at least it's an actual product made of made of actual, you know, material that isn't cardboard. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, why? I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, I get that the argument is like, oh, it's for kids, it's for, it's for kids, it's for kids, but it's like 80 bucks for, for a single one. For cardboard. For cardboard and a, and, and a game. A game that you can't even play without a Switch. So, yeah. So if you don't have a Switch, you have to buy a Switch first. Then you have to pay 80 quid for a piece of cardboard. Yep. Why? Because it's for kids. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Again, Nintendo have these weird business practices. Sometimes they work out. Sometimes they make money off it. Sometimes they don't. You know? Sometimes they capitalize on stuff and it works. Sometimes they don't capitalize on stuff and it horribly backfires and blows up in their face. Like the Wii U? Yeah, exactly like the Wii U. Wii U is a perfect example of something they kept trying to capitalize on, and it backfired and blew up in their face. Because they, they I, I still don't care what anyone says. They released that console way too fucking early. Had they just waited a year when the, when the PS4 and, and Xbox launched and launched them then... Then it would have done yeah. better. But they, they launched it a year early, and it failed. Well, what? What is it? They said that it the sales rates for it were the same rate as the Dreamcast. God. And I love the Dreamcast. Please, like, I still got a Dreamcast now and right in my room. I'm literally looking at it as we are talking. But I'm like, really? A Wii U? Then the problem is, well, it didn't help. They advertised it as like a Wii U, as, as a Wii 2. So basically, it's like a sequel to the Wii. And then people who saw it said, oh, I've already got the Wii. Why do I need need, need the new Wii? 
Oh, because it actually plays games at 1080p instead of 720p. Oh, you mean all the fact that basically... I mean, this is the thing that really annoys me. This Again, this is more Sega's fault than anything else. But why did Sega make that deal, that free deal exclusive title tie-in with, 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 with Nintendo? Why? Because they were desperate. I mean, that, that game could have been on the Cry 3 engine, God's sake. And they were told halfway through development, oh, sorry, it's a Nintendo exclusive. Don't worry, the software can... The, 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 the Wii U can handle the processing? No, it cannot handle the Cry 3 engine. Fuck. But we'll say it's made by Cry, by the Cry 3 engine, and then Big Ugh. Red Button went out of business. No, they're still in business. <laughs> well, some of them actually left during production. Oh, no, so. no. Yeah, yeah, about over half the half the employees left. Yeah, I remember. I do feel so sorry for Big Red Button. Because, what is it? They had, like... Like, a lot of their staff members were from Insomniac and Naughty Dog. Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Sonic Boom. Well, like, it's it's just... Oh. It's just a beautiful failure. A beautiful, you beautiful heard? failure. Oh, do you heard that it's getting a third season? Is it? Apparently so, yeah. Yes! <laughs> Even though everything else was a failure for Sonic. It's the... People really love that TV show. Because I would have been upset if they did not get a third season. I, I would have been really upset because it, it was getting a lot of attention and a lot of awards. And I think, honestly, like, I, I think what Sega should do is just, like, make it a, a fucking net, um, a, a web show. Because it's, it's it's much more popular on the internet than it is on television. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it's, what was it? You had Ian Flynn actually wrote one of the episodes in season two. And yep. it was really funny, the episode he did. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking, I'm looking, I look at my DVD self, and I'm not going to lie, I've got a lot of the Sonic shows on DVD up there, and i got the whole entire first season of Sonic Boom on DVD. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really like the show. I really do like the show, and I think the second season really upped it game. And made it was a lot funnier than the first season. Oh, season two was like when the show got really, really good. And honestly, I think um, I, I just, I just think I, it, it needs a third season. It really does. And and I hope that obviously I don't think they'll we'll get a third season this year, but maybe in twenty nineteen, hopefully. Probably at the end of the year, we probably will see the third season. Maybe. I mean, I hope so because it's 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 a really good show, and and it's the only thing from the Sonic Boom franchise that still exists. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of sad when you think about it. A lot of Sonic media died last year. Oh shit! Yes, before we go, um, I I need to talk about this. Uh, IDW yeah. Sonic. We got a lot of news from IDW Sonic. Oh, I really like the art design. It looks beautiful. I it it makes me sad because I kind of wish. Archie had like really good art like that. But you know what's funny about it? A lot of the artists are the same people. I know. <laughs> it really annoys me. I mean, you got Ian Flynn back. Amazing. Good. I, I love that decision. But then you look at the artists, it's like, oh my god, this is really good. Thing. What what and then when you look it up, you're like, okay, you've got a different pencilist. But it's still the same color, still the same ink, <laughs> still the same person did the covers. 
Because uh, my, my complaint about the Archie style was it, it kind of looked way too blocky in later and later incarnations. And it kind of yeah. shows. But here it looks great. It looks like the actual Sonic style. Which I like. I really like. And we and we got a new character. Well, you know. Tangle. Oh, God. <laughs> the, the, the memes that came out already. <laughs> my favorite one. My favorite meme so far. It's basically, what is it? You see her on the phone talking to Sonic. Like, oh, my God. I'm actually finally, I'm finally in the media. Any advice? And you basically suddenly say, oh, yeah, definitely. You should really check, check out the fan art online. And then suddenly you see her sit down, just click on the computer, and then suddenly you just go to the next panel. You see her eyes just, like, really wide open in shock and horror. And then the next one, you just see her punching Sonic in the face like, you bastard. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that, that, that does stand up. Son. And also, what was it? The, the, was it the hilarious bad photoshops of, um, what was it? They're inserting her into the Tangle film, the Disney Tangle film. <laughs> I, I do like the fact that she, that they gave her a tail. I think that's really interesting because, like, Sonic characters don't really have, like, long tails. Yeah. I mean, it makes her stand out. And, and... oh, see, artists take note because this is how you make a, an original Sonic design. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've already confirmed that we, at the moment, we are getting, well, we're getting Sonic, Tails, Amy back already. I think we're getting Knuckles, and we're getting Blaze back as well, and we're getting three new original characters, you know. And we'll be, if I'm not mistaken, the, one of the people doing the artwork for the for the actual stuff, one of the people doing it is, um, if anyone who's a Sonic fan out there ever read the fan comic of um, Ghosts of the Future, she's doing some of the artwork for the comic. <coughs> so... That's going to be cool to see. See her do it, and I know she did some of the boom stuff as well. If I'm not, not mistaken, and it's coming. And it's coming out. And it's coming out really early. It's coming out like in April, April. So apparently, it's coming out in April, and then the the first trade paperback is coming out in November. Yeah, because IGW is really fast with that with that shit. Apparently, they want to get the first few the first four issues out by the end of April. Yeah, because the because they're really fast when it comes to like releasing issues and releasing trade paperbacks of, of their stuff. That's yeah, that's I, why that's why I've been able to keep up with uh, TMNT because they release the, the trades so quick and they're consistent and on time. <laughs> well, I'm I mean, I'm I'm not knocking Archie, <laughs> but they have a horrible track record of not being on time. Well, because they're not a comics company, they're a magazine company. Ooh, <laughs> but still, I mean, I'm sad that Archie's. The Archie stuff is gone, and that the fact that the longest running video game comic has ended. But I'm glad that Sonic got a home with IDW, <laughs> and from what they showed off so far with the new characters, with the art design, some of the covers, I think they look beautiful. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that um, I know we'll never get to see the um, the Conclusion. sad the sad AM cast ever again, but that's that that all comes down to if Sega is willing enough to let them. Because I know that there are whole rights issues with, with them. And... Well, well, the thing is that when it comes down to the, the Archie character, the Sat AM character, so basically with Sally, Ruta, Antoine, Bunny, those characters, they can use, because they are not technically owned by anyone. They are owned by Sega. So they can use them, but I think they're not going to touch them. If they are going to touch those characters, it won't be for at least two years for this if this comic runs last is longer than two years because i think they just want to establish who they are what they can do and where they can they did this one i think they just want to get away from the from the whole archie branding of it and saturday m was a big influence on that you know 
Yeah, because uh, the Archie comic was just a tie-in comic for the Sad AM cartoon, but then when, when that ended, it just kept going and became its own thing, and that's what I really liked about it. Yeah. It became its own thing and developed the characters better than than, than they did in the show, and, and and it's just sad because, you know, I Sonic Sad AM was my, my favorite incarnation of the character, and because I like it because it was the only version of Sonic that was very story-driven, in a sense, and um, I, I know that the the story wasn't original, but like it was a lot of fun, and I kind of grew to like the characters, and it was like one of the one of the few shows that that that's based on a video game that's actually really well done. So you know, just this to see um, to see those characters that I grew up with like gone, like it's just it's kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, especially um, like especially like when you know, sorry sorry go ahead. No no go go. Especially when you consider like the comics were the only um were the only source of uh, entertainment that, that you had characters like Sally and and Rotor and, and, and um and Antoine and Bunny in them. Because yeah. they did not appear in anything else. That was the only thing that they were appearing in. Which is kinda of sad, but yeah. that's how how it is unfortunately. Yeah, because I, I know that they can't put them in any of the games because... Oh god, the uproar <laughs> will just be horrendous. No, I mean I know they can't because of like copyright bullshit. <laughs> yeah, because because they did appear in like one pinball game, and to this day, um, yeah. to this day, there's a lot of confusion about that. Yeah, so yeah, what I mean um, was it because of all the hype about this, people were talking about like unmade Archie stuff that was going to be made because like there's been a lot of petition and cry for IDW to try to do a deal with Archie and Sega to get the unreleased final Archie stuff to get it to be released. And to be fair, I don't really want to see a lot of the Archie stuff now, but the only Archie one I do want to see is um, that Mega Drive one, that spin-off Mega Drive that they were doing, because apparently that was completed and finished. So maybe if IDW can work out a deal with, with say, companies, they can get that out, you know? I mean, it's not unheard of, because what is it? IDW did a deal with Nickelodeon and TMNT and stuff like that to get all the uh, get the large majority of the old TMNT comics back out in trade paperback form in some sort of way, you know? I mean, if they're going to do that, I, I know that the, there's the whole Pender, Pendus bullshit and whatnot, but <sighs> it, I want it, I want actual trade paperbacks of the old comics, like in, in chronological same. order, for fuck's sake. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing the remainment of the Archie stuff when Ian Flynn started writing. I wouldn't mind that whole trade to come out because they won't have to deal with the Pendus. Well, some of it they will have to, but a large majority of it they don't have to deal with it. And, again, then the best thing, and the best thing about IDW is like you can give them a couple of years and they will release um, the IDW collection, which are these beautiful, beautiful hardcover, large books of, of the collected run of... of, of um, of of a, of a comic series, they did that with Transformers, and they did that with uh, with TMNT. Have you seen you know, those? Have you seen yes, them? Be- They're yeah, very, beautiful, very beautiful, very yeah. beautiful. I I mean, I would I would love to see that again. Pete's sake, Marvel managed to do a deal with Dark Horse to republish all all the old back issue from Dark Horse under Star Wars Legends trade. It it, it can be done. Yeah, <laughs> shown that they. I mean. If Marvel can do a deal with Dark Horse to release all the old trades for the old, old Star Wars comic, we can. Sonic can't be that hard to do, you know. 
Yeah, it's much, it was it's much easier because Sega owns all the rights and all they have to do is just like talk to Archie with, about them. Yeah. Oh god, this is this will make you laugh, right? Um, basically, um, back when Sonic Universe was meant to be coming up to its 50 issue, did you hear what the original story was going to be? What was it? Originally, it was supposed to be the conclusion for Sonic Underground. Inflame wanted to conclude that show. He wanted to give it ending. Fair oh, enough. Why? There was a fan base, and when he announced it, people was interested a little bit about it, but then Sega shot it down and said, no, you can't do that. It will be too much a headache. Just don't do it. So he didn't do it. And apparently a cover was made, though. Um, basically, it was pencil and it was ink. That was it. And then I think it was colored as well. And what I did was, because um, I, for those that don't know, I'm actually on a lot of the Sonic um, um, groups on Facebook. And I do basically look around them and basically do pop into them time and time again to see what people say. And um, I remember it came up in question because when they were talking about IDW republishing the thing, a lot of people wanted to see, okay, would they touch other Sonic mediums? You know, that was a question because IDW, for those I don't know, they are very hands-on when they come to tie-in properties with actual property of their own, like you are where, where with uh, – I. G.I. Joe is one of them, and Transformers. They do go into the subcategories of other spin-off mediums sort of, um, rather than just focusing on the main one, right? Mm-hmm. You are aware of that. So what I did was, I did this as a bit of a joke, right? I basically managed to find that coloured image of the poster, and I designed it to make it look like an actual um, comic cover. Oh, God. And <laughs> I posted it up on... Um, I posted it up on um, some of the Sonic um, Facebook groups, right? And the response for it was really, really huge. I had people commenting on it, basically saying stuff, oh, can you link me to this actual comic? <laughs> like, okay, well, I'm going to read, basically, I'll just send you a link right now in the chat, but I basically said, I wanted to work on my Photoshop skills. That's the first line I say. So I did a, some comic cover editing and made this. The unmade Sonic, Sonic, uh, the unmade Sonic Underground issue. What do you lot think of it? I thought the arc name would should be Family Reunion. Would match the final episode name in that case of where they finally meet their mother again. So basically all I did, I basically got the current I, IDW logo for Sonic the Hedgehog. Found it online. You can easily find it. Just type in Sonic the Hedgehog logo. P- oh, God. <laughs> and I redesigned the bumper, put the Sega logo on it. And basically, I misspelled Family Reunion as well. So <sighs> that's even more laughable. But I got over 113 likes on it. I love the fact that people couldn't tell that this was fake because Reunion was misspelled. And the yeah. fact that Family Reunion... Is written in plain times new Roman text. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I, I will, will admit, I, will, I, I am proud of the tops, the, the stuff at the top, because I did try to compare it to uh, actual archery cover. I'm actually proud of that. The stuff at the bottom, not so much. Oh, and they but, still and they still have the artist's name on the. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the there you go. Art. Well, the thing is, it's it's actually was commissioned to actually be for the actual 50 issue, but it was never used. But they, the people who did work on it, uploaded it. Their cover design for it, you know. Yeah, but they and still so have their names on it. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. 
Sonic Underground. It really, some of the comments I've got on this is saying, tell me this is a real comic. <laughs> Sonic Underground is my show when I was a kid, and even and even today it still is. Oh, good for you, sir. <laughs> yeah. Sonic Underground, you need to make a comic book for this. And I even said a comment, to make it clear, I didn't do the artwork on this. <laughs> I designed the layout for it. Lol. Well, you, you should have just lied and said you did anyway. <laughs> I am just... I, the annoying thing is, I actually did publish this into the actual IDW Sonic group. Did they actually... Um, did, did I think it, they didn't... No, I think they didn't approve it. But it would have been really, really funny if they did. I would love the fact that... The, I would love the fact if someone like from Reddit picked this up and, 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 and said like this was a real thing. And then... And then oh, having it blow up, that would have been funny. I, w- I was trying to plan, I was trying to do that, but again, didn't work out that way. But you know, it did get a load of, it did get a lot of attention, though. Well, I mean, all all you had to do was just like create an alternate Twitter account, pretend you were someone from my <laughs> That's just terrible, but yeah, I can see that. I can see it. Well, people do that all the time, dude. So it's it's yeah. it's not. It's not. It's nothing. In it. It's not. It's. Yeah. It's when something leaks online. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of some of the other groups I was on as well, Sonic International. Basically, someone said to me, "Much better than the original. The original sucked. Looks fantastic. Nicely done." Then again, yeah, I'm, then, I'm then, then again, wasn't like the original French cartoon. I think it was done by French animators. Yeah, because it was because it was a it was a French um, a French um, a French co-production. Yes, it was. But no, the comments I got on this were just unreal. I was just sitting there. I mean, I had was it some people was it had over was it like ten shares on it as well? So I can only view two of the shares. But oh my god, some of the stuff that was being said all was being thrown around, you, you know. So, um, it, it was just beautiful. It was beautiful. Yep. <laughs> it's just, I'm just looking at these comments right now, and it's just really amazing how people thought this was real. Yeah. I spelt family reunion wrong. And the text looks so plain, and, and the fucking Sonic Underground logo is obviously so photoshopped. Cheap. That's actually a PNG for for the actual logo I just ripped offline. Yeah, that's from that's the that's the Wikipedia logo from Wikipedia. Yeah, it is yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the only thing I'm saying I'm proud of is the IDW thing in the corner because that pretty much almost matches the one that they use on their actual issues. Yeah, no almost. shit. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing I'm proud on on about about that old eye cover that I can say. You know what? I made that tiny little thing in the top corner. That tiny little thing. Yeah, that's 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 what you should have done. You should have like you know created an alternate Twitter account or an alternate Reddit account and just like posted this and said you know just just basically go on the IDW website, find out who works for them, and basically make an alternate Twitter account under their name and basically saying, oh yeah, by the way, here's this. <laughs> I'm not saying do that, kids, but don't do that. <laughs> don't don't do that. You will get in serious trouble, and you will yeah. We're not encouraging you to do it, but if you're gonna troll someone, that's probably the best way to do it. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna be a dick on on, on social media, don't don't do it under your real name. Put a, yeah. under a pseudonym would be best. Yeah. And with that, that said, <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to no, say no, something before you want to say something before we log off. 
yeah, um, IDW Sonic, can't wait to see it. Yeah, okay. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I pre-ordered it already. Oh, well. <laughs> you fucking Mark. <laughs> I know. I went down to my local comic book shop. Bang, I want to pre-order IDW Sonic. And he went, good man. There you go. There's your pre-order. <laughs> and with that, uh, we'll see you. We'll, uh, we bid you adieu. Yeah. So I'll see you all later. Bye-bye. Bye. I need to buy a condo or freezer.